don't get too high and mighty. You don't climb up on your horse and look down at other people. Because apart from God's Spirit, none of us would get reality. The natural man cannot understand reality. Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom. The fear of God is where we understand reality. So let's just see here just briefly what Paul tells us about this wisdom of God. First of all, see, it's rejected by man. It's rejected by man. You can see that all through this passage. Verse number 6, verse number 8, none of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. Look at verse number 9. Now, this is a quotation from 700 years B.C. What no eye has seen, nor ear hear, nor the heart imagine what God prepared for those who love him. See, the natural man has never been able to understand reality. The natural man rejects reality. The true reality, what the creator has made you for. But look at verse number seven. Look at something else about this wisdom of God, about this reality. Paul says, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God. You see what Paul is saying he's done? As a fellow worker, Paul has imparted the wisdom of God. This is what fellow workers do. You want to join in with God? You want to be in the synergistic team with God? You know what you do? You impart the wisdom of God. You impart the the secret plan of God, the reality of God. You invest your life in bringing reality to people. Let me just briefly say a word about this idea of secret or hidden. Secret or hidden. You, you've, you've heard me reference this word before. It comes from the word mystery. It doesn't mean like a Scooby-Doo mystery, like who done it. That's not what it means. What it means is in everyone's life, now hear this, in everyone's life, reality was once hidden. You are born veiled from reality. So it's called a mystery in Greek. And what that means is it requires someone to tear down the veil so you can see. Behind the curtain is reality. And we're all born on the other side of the curtain. And so it's called a secret, a veil, a mystery. We cannot see it. Naturally, you cannot observe it. But God does a work. And we as synergistic followers of Christ We impart that to people. Now, what's the word impart mean? You know what it means? To tell with investment. That's what it means. I'm imparting to you right now. I'm invested in what I'm saying. I believe it. And I've honestly, I've worked hard to prepare for this moment. To impart. Now, here's the thing about impart. I can throw it at you with all my gusto. Okay, I can come up here and do somersaults and, you know, tell stories and and, and give you important words and all that. And it can fall right to the ground in front of you. How many of you see how many of you have seen people who had truth imparted to them? And it just bounces off of their it bounces off of their heart, just bounces off. It's like Superman encountering kryptonite, you know. It just, it has no hope. 
We are called to impart. But that's not enough. So this is reality that is rejected, but it's shared. It's shared by God's people. And I want you to see what it's centered on. I want us to see what this wisdom of God is centered on. Verse number eight. None of the rulers of this, none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. We must never drift from what Paul says the number one message of the wisdom of God is. What is the number one message of the wisdom of God? Listen, it's, it's not that God is the creator. It's not that Jesus is God. It's not that he walked on the water. It's not that he performed miracles and taught. As true as all those things are. Look up at verse number one and two. Look what Paul says is, is the center of his message. He says, and when I came to you, brothers, I did not come to you proclaiming the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. So he's saying, I didn't come and impress you with my ability to make you laugh or to, or to tell stories or to wow you with my insights. No, 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 no. Verse two. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. There it is. That's the wisdom of God. That is the reality of God. And if you think about it, put put your mind to work to this. Let your spirit understand this. Why is that so veiled? Why is that veiled? Why does the natural man not see the wisdom of God? Because the natural man doesn't see a problem with himself. He's okay. He's done a lot of good things. He's he's a pretty good guy or a pretty good gal. Oh, but when the veil comes down and we realize our sinfulness and the only hope we have is a crucified Jesus, the Son of God hanging on a cross, shedding his blood for my sin. That's the only hope I ever had of forgiveness. And that is the wisdom of God. That is reality. See it. Oh, I pray for us, Centerpoint Bible Church. Because we've got so many things flashing in front of us. We're overwhelmed with, the, with just, the, just the overwhelming nature of the media and of, of shiny things and of things that gather our attention and call for us to invest and listen. It is the wisdom of God that none of this world sees. But God has done a work, I believe, in your life and allowed you to see reality. Look at verse number 10. Let's go on. Because it's time to not just see this reality, but to accept this reality. Look at verse number 10, because it is essential. It is your hope. Without verse number 10, we shut down this church. And we all just go find some place, some cave up on the mountain, and hunker down there and wait to die. Without verse number 10, we are hopeless. Man, verse number 10 must be pretty important. Look what it says. For these things God has revealed to us 
through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, no, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Listen, those three verses, without them, I don't come up here and do what people call a foolish thing to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says that preaching Christ, the world calls foolish. If the media came in here and viewed us and videotaped us and played it this week, they would call you and me a bunch of fools. They sat there for 35 minutes and listened to him talk from a book 2,000 years old. What a bunch of idiots. Paul actually uses the word moron. That they could, that without this truth, this is seen as moronic. So what has happened in verse number 10? I mean, Paul imparted. Paul imparted truth. He says, we imparted. Back in verse number 7, we impart. But God doesn't impart. No, 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 no. God reveals. Now listen, this is no minor difference. This is no minor difference. That word revealed in verse number 10, see it? It's the word apocalypto. That's the word. God apocalypto. You know you've heard of the apocalypse, okay? That's that word. That's that word right there. Here's what it means. It means that God has supernaturally tore down that veil we were talking about. That God has ripped it to the floor and revealed, exposed. The word apocalypto means exposed. It means to reveal. It means to open up. And God has said, here is truth. We can impart. I'm imparting right now. I'm imparting right now. But I can't do a work on your heart. See, I can't, I can't even make a dent on your heart. Without that truth, I would not stand here today. I'd be sleeping in at home. Without the truth that God doesn't work in apocalyptos, people's hearts, he tears down the veil to people's hearts. And the amazing thing is, I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. There's no little meter on your head, like some kind of a game system that says, oh, this one's getting ready to pop. You never know. You never know. I look out at you, you look all the same to me. But some of you right now, God is apocalypto in your heart. He's revealing, tearing open your heart and saying, this is reality. This is reality. All these things of the world, that's not real. That's not real. That's fake. It's tinsel. It's going to be gone. It's going to rust and the moth's going to destroy it. And it's going to burn up. It means nothing. Don't invest in that. Invest in reality. See, God does this Work. Oh, I don't have to. Man, as a pastor and as a preacher, I love verse 10. I just impart. 
I just impart. God reveals. Now look at what he does. Look at how he does it. It's just the logic of this passage is amazing. I, I love the logical argument that Paul makes. Just follow with me just briefly. Paul, makes, Paul brings up a, a true, a, an illustration, a metaphor, if you would. He says this, For the Spirit searches, the Spirit meaning the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Got the Trinitarian nature of God here. We've already had the Son being crucified. We got God the Father doing all this work and revealing apocalypto in people's hearts. And now we have the Spirit. And look what He does. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Now then here comes this metaphor. Paul says, you know how this works? Verse number 11, that's my, that's my translation. You know how this works? You get this, right? For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person? I look out here right now, and you guys look like you're listening. You look like you're following along. You look like you're receiving this imparting. But you might be thinking about, you know, the game this afternoon or what you're going to make for lunch or, or maybe your foot hurts and that's where your attention is or maybe you are dialed in to everything that's being said. Guess what? I have no idea. I have no idea. You could or could not have me and not that I really even matter completely full. We can do that for one another because who can read a person's thoughts? Who knows your thoughts? One of my children recently said to me, um, that when they were a child, they thought I could read their mind. And it freaked them out. Now, I couldn't read their mind. But I'm sure I'm glad I convinced my five-year-old that I could, right? Because nobody can really read somebody's mind. Only our spirit knows what's going on. You understand that logic, right? That only your spirit gets it. Well, now look where Paul takes that. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Okay, that makes sense. Just like I know my thoughts, the Spirit of God knows His thoughts, knows what's important, knows what's priority, knows reality. And then he says this truth. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, no, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. You see, if you're in Christ today, you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 13. We've all received the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is right now whispering into your spirit and saying, this is reality. The wisdom of God is reality. So the wisdom of God is given to us by the Spirit of God, is what Paul is saying. And look what he says in verse number 13. And we impart this in words. So Paul, this fellow worker, this one who's imparting, he imparts now in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. Wouldn't you love to have a copy of those words? I mean, wouldn't it be cool if you could have the words of Paul that God's Spirit had given him 
and then he communicated to the church. Can you imagine what that would be worth? If you had, now just imagine what this is. It's the mind of God through his spirit given to a follower of God who then writes that down and imparts that to other people. What would that be worth on eBay? Seriously. I mean, what could you get for that? Why, if we really had that, I've mentioned CNN and Fox News, they'd be out in the parking lot right now, wouldn't they? We understand that you have the very words of God written down. You have the very words of God, the very thoughts of God that share reality. Please tell them to us. Some of you have been shaking your head knowingly for about 30 seconds. You know we have that, right? You know we're studying that, right? That's what this is. You say, well, then why isn't Fox News out there? Why isn't CNN out there? Why isn't every AP reporter out there? Because it's veiled. It's veiled. That's the wisdom of this age. We understand the wisdom of God. Embrace it. See, it's been revealed. You've been indwelled, and I trust that you're embracing God's word. Just to close out quickly, the last thing here, verse number 13. We'll also deal with this next week. I've already started into it, but just understand that this is something we need to respond to. We respond to. Look what Paul says. We impart this. See, God reveals, strips it away, but we impart it. And it's, this is not through some kind of human wisdom. No. This is trusting in God's wisdom. Listen, this is what our world needs. This is what the lost world around us needs. It, you know, the world thinks that it needs to deal with this problem or that problem and then come up with this policy or that policy or, or this law or that law or this program or that program. I feel, I, my, I heartbreak over that. Because what the world needs is Reality. And what I want us to understand is it's easy and cheap. It's easy and cheap to be broken for the world. It's costly to be broken for your neighbor. It's costly. Think about the difference. Center Pro Bible Church, God has invited us to an opportunity to join Him. And my job today is to impart to you the truth that God is at work and invite you to come along. We're going to deal with this for the next four to five weeks as a church. And we want to challenge you to invest your life, 
your time, your priorities. And we have a goal for us regarding finances that we want to challenge you with and that you might begin praying towards. I asked Pastor Brock to come up here and, and share a brief word about what our goal is for the next five weeks. So as Pastor Lowell has said, we, we are challenging you to invest. And investment is a lot of things. It's, it is my life. It's my time. It's, it's my gifts, my abilities. It's all of those things. But let's be honest, it's, it's finances as well. And in order for us to move into the Spring Mills area, that is an essential piece for us. That is something that has to happen And we will be talking about this over the next four or five weeks. But what we want you to realize is that as a pastoral team, we have prayed about it. And we realize that as a church body, as a group, as we are going to partner with God and be fellow workers with him, we need a financial investment in this. And the financial investment that is going to be required for us to get into this building and to do the work that God would have for us is over the next three years, For us to be able to raise, to bring in, for the church to bring in $750,000. And I know that is a a lot of money. And we hear that and that is, uh, even when I say it, I feel the weight of that. I feel the size of that. I recognize how big that is. But it's not nearly as big as our God. Like, it's not, it's not even close. Like, he hears that number and he's like, nothing. No biggie. As a matter of fact, if he wanted to, Pastor Lowe could go home today and it could be sitting on his porch. But I'm going to suggest that's not going to happen. Because God is calling the people who are going to be fellow workers with him to invest in that. And one of the biggest ways we do that is being willing to financially give. And sometimes it's going to hurt, sometimes it's going to be hard, but it's what we are called to do. And so we're asking you to do three things with this. First thing I'm asking you to do is I want you to pray about it. I want you to honestly Go home today, tomorrow, next week, this whole month. And I want you to pray and ask God, what does he want you to invest in the work in Spring Mills? How does he want you to invest? I want you to truly, honestly open yourself up before him. Number two, I want you to participate in what we have going on this month. In, in what's happening in this investment campaign. You're already participating. You're here this morning. I hope you'll continue to participate and stay this morning as we go into focus groups. I hope if you haven't already been a part of a, a home group meeting that you'll participate by coming out on Monday night, 6.30. Be here. Find out a little bit more. And if you already have, great job. Already started on participating then. I want you to participate in this. Use that devotional participate in it. And then the third thing I want you to do is I want you to obey. 
You prayed about it, you participated, and then you obey what God leads you to do. And if you pray, participate, and obey, we're going to praise the Lord with whatever happens. And I hope you'll honestly and truly work through that this month and think about that this month and make that be a part of, of your life. Now, I, I already mentioned focus groups, but I want to point you towards that idea because we're starting it soon after I'm done speaking here. We want you to have an opportunity to understand a little bit more about the idea of stewardship. And so for the month of October, that is going to be the focus of our focus groups. And so what we've done is we've split the church up basically by the first letter of your last name. There's no special thing on this. It isn't like, boy, A through F really needs to hear this. It's not that at all. It's just all the groups are teaching the exact same thing. We just want it to be able to be in smaller groups. So A through F is going to be meeting where the men's class was meeting. You leave the gym, go into the school building. It's the first room on your left. G through M is going to be meeting where the middle was meeting. Go into the school, third room on your left. And then N through, last name of N through Z, will be out in the modular classroom where the general class was meeting. I hope you'll plan on being a part of this. Hope you'll plan on sticking around and participating in this aspect. Pastor Roger has one other thing that you can participate in. Yes, thank you. And it's prayer. Um, at 2 o'clock today at T.J. Jackson Drive, the place of our new uh, building, uh, we're going to have a walk around the building day, prayer. Uh, probably won't last but half an hour to an hour, something like that. We're just going to walk around the building, pray. The building, I think, I think we can get inside the building. So we'll be able to get in there and just walk around individually and pray and, and seek God's will. You know, God has given it. I'm so glad, Pastor, you brought up about the Spirit of God. We need to open ourselves up to the Spirit of God. I guarantee you, if you ask the Spirit of God that dwells within you for wisdom of what you're supposed to do, He will do it. <laughs> he will do it. So we're looking for you to show up today at 2 o'clock, T.J. Jackson Drive, and also tomorrow evening before the meeting at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a time of prayer there also. So I ask that you right here at this place. Um, so I ask that you think about that. Come early if you're going to the meeting. Pray about it. Seek God's direction. Seek God's direction. Ask the Spirit in everything. Let's uh, stand for a word of... Okay. Yep, before you pray, I got just want to remind everybody... Members, make sure you go to one of the two tables, okay, and vote for that, all right? Affirm or, or not how the Lord has led you. Just want to remind them that before you prayed, Roger. Will okay. you lead us in prayer? Yes. All right. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being here today. Father, I thank you for your guidance and direction. God, we need your wisdom. I thank you for the spirit of God that you place within every believer who guides and directs us. Help us to understand that there is, uh, that is where we get real wisdom from, Lord. We can seek it from the worldly things, the things we see, but that's not true wisdom. That's not wisdom from above. Help us to seek wisdom from the above, from above. As we leave here, help us to go into a lost and dying world, sharing the word of God, sharing Jesus with people. Thank you again, Lord, for all that are here. Bless the rest of this time today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.